something about myself. I love fire. Always have. Love dropping a match and watching the show. The colours it makes. That magical glow. I will burn anything to see that glow. Buildings, cars, people. So welcome to Episode 45 of Conversation on Eagle Mountain, a podcast about the tribe. I'm your host, Lance, and joining me on the podcast panel today is Sabine. Hi. Maggie. Hi. And Carlin. We have episode notes done by Matt and myself. So episode 45, the screenplay was done by James Wiley. It was directed by Lawrence Wilson. And the episode synopsis will be read out by Carlin. In his efforts to help Chloe escape the casino, Casey has been captured. To continue clearing his conscience, Lex sets out to rescue Casey, though the young gambler may not be welcomed back to the mall. Zandra once again confines in Ryan, and Amber and Bray finally reveal their newly minted relationship to the others only after Trudy accidentally catches them together. Okay, um, Hi-San visits Zandra, who has just realised that she might be pregnant, in an attempt to make peace, but Zandra isn't interested at all. Hi-San eventually apologises, saying that she didn't intend to hurt her, but all Zandra wants now is revenge. Panel, given her previous firm beliefs in everything that she's done, what do you think actually prompted Tai-San to visit Zandra and try to apologise? And, like, yeah, what do you actually think of her apology? Honestly, I don't really know. Um... Maybe she finally realized how much this hurt Zandra. And, you know, she didn't inadvertently, you know, on purpose, you know, hurt her. But she saw that it caused damage. And she sees the strife that it caused. So maybe she realized she messed up. I don't know. It's hard to say with Tysan. I strongly doubt that she really felt bad. It's To me, it seemed more like... She was apologizing to clear her own conscience, you know? Oh, yeah, that too. I was also thinking that as well. Mm. Like She realized that bad karma might be sitting on her too. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that going into a fight. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Whenever Tizan does anything, it's usually uh, for herself. Uh, oh, yeah, very self-serving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and even besides that, I think Zandra is just one of those types of people who just always holds on to to grudges and you can kind of see that she is a young girl yeah 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 yeah. oh yeah definitely yeah (laughs) yeah she's certainly acting exactly the way a 13 year old girl would act in this situation Uh, can you imagine being that age being married to lex and Mm. having to deal with tyson i think he's actually quite graceful at this moment in time at this moment, my opinion changes later on mm-hmm. in the show. <laughs> yeah, but that's why I said in this moment, in this exact moment, I'm like, okay, I get it. I would be upset too because I would have already smacked her. <laughs> oh yeah, you know it's funny. Whenever I rewatch the show, and I always think about if Zandra wouldn't have died, I actually thought that they probably would have been really good friends, Tyson and Zandra. 
throughout the series, or probably like later seasons. They probably could have been good friends had Tysan not crossed the boundary that she crossed so early on, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, I don't feel like, is something that Zondra could have ever really gotten over. No. Yeah. She is someone who does hold a grudge. She just does. Yeah, she's good at that. Yes. And Tysan just never sees her as anything more than this frivolous, girly girl. Uh, a silly little girl, yep. Yeah, I mean, Tysan's opinion about Sandra is quite a lot like other people's opinion about Gal later on. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Tysan's opinion isn't that far off about Sandra the way that Amber's opinion mm-hmm. was, you know? Yeah. Um, and I feel like I still have that opinion about Sandra even after watching the show, so. I mean, what did you think of, like, Zandra's kind of confession that she was happy with Lex, even if it was all a lie. I'm not surprised because I think we kind of hit on this point a few episodes back about how what Tysan did is she came in and she blew up Zandra's world. Mm-hmm. You know, she was perfectly content with the charade, with the, the the story that they were telling, even though she knew that it wasn't true, it wasn't real. She had to face the facts. You know, yeah. Sometimes illusions are what you need. To just get through another day. And exactly, Sandra has really grasped onto that. That illusion Mm -hmm. of her perfect little life with a husband, you know. Yeah, because that's what she's always wanted. Yeah. She probably pictured her wedding day every single day from the time she was two, you know. Yeah, I can see that. I wonder how many times her Barbies got married. Right. (laughs) Well, you know, um, I watched this episode on on YouTube. And someone uh, said on the YouTube comments that. Zandra's not really, um, I don't think she's in love with Lex, but she's more in love with the idea of just being married to someone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That. Absolutely that. 100%. And she sees Lex as one of the tribe's leaders, which mm-hmm. makes him. He has power. Yeah, he has power, so that makes mm-hmm. him desirable. And he's that bad boy that all the girls want, so she got mm-hmm. him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess Lex is a bad boy. <laughs> uh, Lex, that's the character that they want him to be in the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was what he, he is the bad boy, mm-hmm. you know? Um, we see things differently, of course, because we've watched the show and we've studied it, if you will, for 20 years. <laughs> like, but that's, that's the, the image that he was supposed to portray. Yeah, and in Sandra's mind, it was all, always like this perfect romance that she imagined. Mm-hmm. For herself, with you know, basically like a Grease storyline, right? Hooking up with the bad boy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fancying herself, she always said that she always, you know, went towards the bad boys. Yeah. She was what thirteen at the beginning of the show. Like, mm-hmm. how many boys have you dated, girl? I guess that saying is kind of true. Then um, that you know, maybe like younger, younger girls always seek out the bad boys at an early age because they feel like they could change them and mold that them into a, a thrill yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i would imagine it's a definitely a thrill to, to date someone like lex but yeah i mean and i don't necessarily think maybe zandra felt like she could change lex you know that she'd not lock him down and then he would he would become the person that she wanted him to be you know mm. But that was never going to happen. Not with, because, simply because she wasn't who he wanted to be with. 
you can't tell me from the moment that him and Tyson slept together that he wasn't hooked on her. That's true. I, I think looking back at it, I think Tyson changed Lex more yes. than what Zandra did. Yes. Zandra was just there, you know? She was this pretty little thing, and she was holding out on Lex at first, which was apparently not something he was used to, and that made him want her more. And then there was Tyson, you know, confident in everything she does. And yeah, that was attractive to him. We've talked quite a bit about how, um, like, how dangerous it is to, um, with Tyson holding so firmly onto her beliefs. Um, do you think it kind of mirrors in Zandra a bit because she so firmly holds onto this illusion of the perfect wedding? Do you think that's why that's the ultimate downfall with Lex? I mean, expecting more from someone than you're probably ever going to get isn't necessarily like, I think that's the disappointment that both, you know, the Zandra and I don't, not necessarily Tysan gets with this situation, but I honestly, how this is with Lex, I don't, I don't even, I don't have an opinion on that. Lex's point of view from all this, you know, or how he's going to come out with it. I mean, he made a mistake. He made a big mistake. <laughs> Tysan had the flu. I mean, I, I, she's got to play some part in this, you know, mm-hmm. take some, some blame for this. Because I don't feel like, had it, had it been anyone else telling him to do these things, Lex would have done it. He would have looked at him like they were crazy, but it was Tysan. She just bewitched him. Mm-hmm. Magical powers. Yeah, that's how it comes across to Sandra. Oh, for sure. And that's the way it is. I mean, because had, had Ryan told him to do this, had Celine, had even Amber told him to do this, he wouldn't have done it. He'd have been like, you are insane. I don't have anything to atone for. Mm-hmm. I was just remembering something about Sandra and Lex, because they actually stated in their pre-tribes that Lex and Sandra got married in the sand pit when they were little kids playing marriage. <laughs> that's how long she's been hooked on him. Okay, but can, are these the fan-written pre-tribes? No, these are the pre-tribes okay. on Tribe World. Okay, I'm just making sure. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I can see that they've known each other for forever, and that's why, you know, she had her heart set on Lex, even after seeing his true colors and, yeah. and what type of person he was. She was like, no, this, is, this was what I want. This is my dream. This is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. She's wanted him since preschool. Yep. And, and she finally got him. She's yeah. this close to locking him down. She's not going to let anybody mess that up. Mm-hmm. He's hers. Is he, though? In her mind, he is. Did they, did they also know Ryan at yes. that age? Well, no, not that age. No. Uh, Lex met Ryan in boot camp. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. That's right. Okay, I was about to say, this could have been a great romantic comedy between them. No, it wasn't Glenn. Lex. Glenn was around before Glenn, then. Glenn was around. Yes, Glenn was the uh, was around before then, but not Ryan. Okay, that's right. Yeah. So, how long were you planning to keep this one a secret? It wasn't intentional, Trudy. It just ended up this way. We haven't had a chance to. Obviously. But does it bother you? Would it make any difference? Do what you like. You always did. I just hope Amber knows what she's doing. Okay, let's uh, move on to the Council of War. So, the rest of the tribe finally realise that Casey's situation could put them all in danger, so they call a Council of War. Trudy goes to fetch Amber and Bray, only to find them in bed together, and throughout the rest of the episode, she snaps at both of them, despite saying to Amber that she isn't jealous. Ooh, panel, yeah, what do you think? (laughs) 
went for Trudy's head when she saw the two of them in bed together. Oh, she was. She may not have been jealous. But she was mad. <laughs> she was very, very angry. Was. <laughs> I mean, here was Amber, who kept, who had went off at Bray for her in the beginning, saying that he should always just put it out there and tell her. Yeah. And she considered Amber a friend. Amber had even told her in the past that, no, she wasn't into Bray. Mm. Amber, I mean, mm. <laughs> poor Trudy. <laughs> I honestly do feel bad for her, you know, because she probably still did hold out a little hope that maybe when things calm down and, mm-hmm. you know, but then Amber and Bray being together kind of solidified the fact that it was never going to happen. Yeah, I I think it was mainly the reminder for her and just the fact that she can deal with him having someone else, but the fact that it was Amber, the one person she started to see as a friend. Yeah. You know, that's that stuff. So I have this theory about Trudy that I think because since Trudy is so entertaining to watch when she gets into her moods, you know, like Trudy the Moody. I think collectively as a whole, the entire tribe gets off on her being so emotional. And I find it, like, hilarious. So I think that they do certain things purposely just so they can see her react. Because Bray and Amber were very careless about, you know, them hooking up. Because anyone could have walked in at that moment. And I think they did that so purposely Trudy can walk in at that exact moment. Yeah, but I mean, like, common courtesy is you don't just walk into someone's room. You know? Like, I I, I really don't genuinely believe that that Amber and Bray decided to do this to to rub it in her face, you know? Like, I'm sure that they felt like, okay, a little bit of time has passed. Trudy's kind you know, seems to have gotten over some things, you know what I mean? And they were just kind of thinking about themselves in that moment at the same time. You know, they finally got to be together. Mm Mm-hmm. So why would they think about anybody else at that time? You know, I, like they're yeah. in Bray's room. I mean, it's a bedroom. You don't just walk into someone's bedroom. <laughs> I get to that. To be fair, these are everyone kids. in the mold <laughs> I know what they do, but you shouldn't do that. Come on. Didn't your parents teach you anything before they died? And it's <sighs> the middle of the knock. day. <laughs> like, knock on the door. <laughs> and, but how can you knock when there's no door? Right. <laughs> wall. Anywhere, anywhere, make some noise. Say, hey, I'm coming in. Like, hello, are you there? <laughs> I'm just saying. The writers absolutely did this to stir some, you know, mm-hmm. some drama for sure. But to, to go down and say, I don't think the characters no. did. I don't think it was, you know. I mean, if they that- wanted to hurt Trudy and rub it in her face, they would have been making out on, you know, the cafe, cafe table. Right, they would have done it in front of everybody. They wouldn't have, you know, hid it or thought to hide it. They would have just not cared. But Not in front of everybody, though. It's in front of Trudy. <laughs> yeah, but she walked into, she walked into Bray's room. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I mean, this is Bray. You can expect they, him to have a woman in there. Exactly. Or not have a shirt on. I mean, that's not uncommon either. But, like, it, yeah, it's but his bedroom. To be fair... I can't ima- I can't imagine purposely walking into Bray's room just for the reason of him probably having no shirt on. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> I would not be opposed to that. <laughs> I mean that that wouldn't put me off of walking into that bedroom. You know? <laughs> Maybe she was hoping. There's a thumbnail 
of an episode on season two, and it's just Bray shirtless. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure there is. I'm not oh, surprised just, at all. <laughs> just one. Just one. Yeah, I'm like, really? <laughs> There's not more? There might be more. <laughs> there are GIFs, animated GIFs of Bray shirtless, so. Yes, you know, I have them. Oh, poor Trudy, though. Like, it, it probably was a slap in the face, mm-hmm. okay? For her to walk into that room and to see them in bed together. And they were very nonchalant about it. Bray's just like, hey, what's going on? You know? Like, so, I mean, she probably, yeah, on top of being angry, she's probably really like, really? Really? You know? <laughs> and with the girl I befriended? <laughs> Seriously, Bray? Right, right, right. The one I confided in, the one who knew everything, the one who told me that you were nothing. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's always the blondes. Yeah, they should have been told everybody about their little relationship. And uh, Ty Sam was the only one that knew. And it was just because she saw them holding hands. See, I thought we were already past that. I thought that I was a little bit further when I watched this episode today. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a second. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's only been a couple of days since the whole pilot. It's not That's, like... Yeah, yeah, you do got to take that into account, too. The time frame of this show yeah, is so mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I can, I can understand why Trudy's hurt. Um, mm-hmm. It is never nice to see someone you ho- still holding out hope for. Um, well, even if she wasn't, you know, even if she wasn't yeah. holding out hope, what's Sabine said about, you know, Amber have becoming her friend and whatnot. Yeah. And like mm. Trudy straight up asking her, do you like him? You know, all those episodes ago. And, and she her told him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, she, she, that, that was complicated at the time. <laughs> I know it was. And that's the thing is, I give Amber the benefit of the doubt in this situation yeah. because this it was one. complicated, you know? But, like, that, that's just, it doesn't matter how complicated it is, it's still going to affect Trudy in the way that it affected her. Mm-hmm. And it's still going to yeah. hurt her in the way that it did. Even, like, that's the intentions. Intentions mean nothing in these situations. And she tried so hard, you know, to just say, no, I know, but Bray isn't Brady's dad you know zoots her father mm-hmm. he kept saying yeah i know he's a, he's a free agent he can do what he wants yeah which is quite a bit of progress for her oh of course yeah and just- i'll give trudy props for you know how she handled it even though she was being moody trudy which is fine <laughs> yeah well it was, it was definitely a you know I switch up from Broody Bray. <laughs> I think I think she wanted to react differently than how she did. I think she just didn't have any objects in her grasp. <laughs> at the oh moment. yeah, like she had the baby. What's she gonna do? Throw it? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, come on. This is the the young girl who told Celine that if she went anywhere near Bray or Brady, she'd scratch her eye- eyes out. And here she is not giving Amber trouble over it. Yeah, she, well, that, and I think she's like, I'm not going to give them the satisfaction. No. <laughs> I'm not going to give them the satisfaction to see me explode. Mm-hmm. And I think that shows a lot of growth in Trudy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, I could not stop talking about how much I loved her today. <laughs> <laughs> and I do love her snarky remarks to Bray, you know? Oh, yeah. Why, why didn't people tell us sooner? Well, you were busy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. She made that comment about how long it'll last. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also want to point out this is the start of Amber taking people's taking people's men. I I almost said that about five minutes ago, but I was like, nah. 
Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Brain is a free agent. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he was a free agent. That's that's, that's a anybody. That's a code. They were married. Okay. <laughs> that's a code. This isn't this isn't Tyson taking a married man. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, this is a code. No, 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 no. no. I will not let this happen. No. <laughs> no, no. This that. is. This is a code. Even just like in season two when uh, Dale had like feelings for Ellie and then Jack was still kind of liking her. You, you still can't, as Dale, you, like, you can't do anything because, you know, that's your friend's, you know, crush. He's st- mm, I got some, uh, we'll get, when we go to that, I got some yes. things to say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this, for, for me, this was... Ah, I'm so sure that Trudy had flashbacks to this moment later, years yes. later on when... Absolutely she did. You can't tell me. If you want to bring up season five, absolutely. <laughs> I'll have no, mm-hmm. no arguments there, but for now, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm talking about season five, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> but you know in what? Trudy's mind, it's just something that happened again. You know, the the season five, the moment in season five still feel like, ah, Amber's done it again. Yeah, I mean, for sure, there definitely has to be some flashbacks there. I think in this situation, she, you know, lost out with Bray again mm-hmm. to someone else. You know, Ebony was the first one. And then, oh, here's Amber. Oh, Count Celine, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. can't do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, mm. poor freaking Trudy. That poor girl. Mm, the writers, you guys are bad people. Shame on you. Shame. Shame. Give this 14-year-old girl a baby and then you're like, nah, you're never going to get loved. Well, it seems like Amber only wants men who are in some towards, they're like in some kind of romance with somebody. Doesn't mean they're in a relationship. Well, she also didn't stick around with Sasha very long. She said, nah. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> Sasha was was like physically unavailable. Right, exactly. He was physically unattainable. You are correct. Um, mm-hmm. as she does, she seems to like. I, I don't. I don't get it. Maybe she likes to win. She's That's a very right. competitive she, person, you know. And she never, she never liked pride either because he wasn't in a relationship with her. He was woman. head over heels in love with her. <laughs> she she was never in a relationship with pride, so that that you can't count that. No, but no. that's and why. But that's why she never liked him because yeah. he wasn't with another girl. Was <laughs> well, that was Pride who hooked up with Trudy. Amber would have exactly. sunk her claws in. No, oh, I bet you. <laughs> Sorry, Lance. No Amber support today. No, Look, I love. No. I love me some Bramber. Okay, but there comes a point <laughs> where I gotta draw the line with her. This Amber man stealing thing coming from? Wait, what? Where is it coming from? The show? Judy can. Oh, uh, why? Are, no, we can't be talking about season five. <laughs> we are in season one. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's put it back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <sighs> Okay, yeah, um, I can understand Trudy's being upset. <laughs> a, a bit upset? <laughs> a bit upset. The faces a, that she's pulling are, like, on par with Ray's, okay? <laughs> yeah, but for Trudy's level 
of upset, this is a bit upset. Yeah. I suppose that's true. I suppose that is true. But at the same time, there's other things happening, so maybe she can't focus and go manic like she needs to. Yeah, but, I mean, this is just Trudy being upset. This isn't Trudy pulling out plastic cutlery upset. (laughs) There are levels. Yes, levels. (laughs) We are on level, what, one and a half? It's a spectrum of mad. (laughs) Speaking of mad... Let us talk about the fantastic tribe circus. Ah, let us. Yes. <laughs> Trapped in the casino, Casey continues to protect the Morats as he lies to his captors about what tribe he's with and even pretend to be lost once Top Hat eventually digs information out of him and forces him to lead tribe circus to the mall. Um, Panel, let's first of all talk about that fantastic opening scene with um, Top Hat and that magical glow. What did you think of it? <laughs> I thought it was great. Yeah. Honestly, I was so excited. And it makes so him so, so creepy. Yes. Yeah, you know, like, and he's got that one black contact. And it's like, okay, all right. Like, I was just excited to see something new. See something we hadn't yet got to see in the show. And to see a different aspect of the tribe, if you will. Or the tribes. And he just comes in. He's instantly so dark and terrifying he draws you in he makes you want to focus on what he's doing and what he's saying and and he comes across as absolutely psycho yeah it yeah i mean we see this later when even bray admits that he's scared of him you know it's yeah top hat is not a guy to mess with and you can see that from the first glance oh for sure sure absolutely (laughs) he pulls up on that motorcycle and i'm like oh that's trouble Mm -hmm. yeah from from the hat the hair the 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 outfit makeup yes even his makeup the lipstick is like on point and the accent yeah Yeah, everything about him is just uh it's kind of like uh i don't know uh, it's kind of like a uh a, a Darth Vader of the tribe <laughs> as this kind of chilling voice as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he might he might go down as probably one of the best antagonists on the show. Which is I, unfortunate I think he so. doesn't have many episodes. He's definitely mine, yeah. He, yeah, um, I, I definitely, though, it makes me miss Zoot and miss like, the fact that we didn't get to see more of, of him as a villain, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but Top Hat, like, this is what I said when I first started watching it today, was that he was a great character and he was played wonderfully like the person who at, who who was top hat made the character he absolutely did yeah 100%. and fun and fun fact the guy who who played top hat i think um well, ray interviewed him on his on a tribe yeah. podcast mm-hmm. and he said that his dad worked on the show which is cool i mean that's pretty awesome ray has been known to write things into characters for people he has mm-hmm. in mind so yeah I mean, like, yeah. I don't... He played Top Hat so wonderfully. He was perfect for it. Absolutely. I agree. Like, he makes you hate him from the moment that he speaks. You mm-hmm. know, you're like, oh, okay, I'm not going to like you. And that's what it makes him such a good character. And kudos to, to KC, you know? He was, oh, for sure. That little boy was so brave. Uh, yeah, I definitely have to give it to KC. He held his cool and played it really well i I was well done i can't say anything bad about him well done he wouldn't have done anything he did not do anything that any of the others wouldn't have done no i I, I think almost better than some of the other would have done yeah yeah 
<laughs> if it had been Celine who was captured, she would have given in within a second. Yeah. yeah. Same with yeah. Patsy. Mm-hmm. And Chloe. And, you know, like, I think even Tysan would have. You saw her, she was scared. Yeah. Like, Tysan might have tried to work her magic, her magic on him, tried to join the circus. But. <laughs> oh, she did the perfect for the circus. Mm hmm. The lady with the crystal ball. She could have changed their ways. Oh God, is that crazy? That she would fit right. We can't be so violent. We can't be so violent. We got to work on our good karma here. We gotta, we gotta work on this. <laughs> have, have top hat meditating instead of setting fires. Like no, just holding hands before you set a fire. Or that too. She completely fits with that whole thing as being like the fortune teller. Mm-hmm. The, the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Setting things on fire is good for the tribe. <laughs> right. She would the, She would reason with it. I'm telling you. She'd reason anything. Yes. <laughs> Everybody needs it's, warmth. It's cleansing fire. Yeah. It's keeping the city warm. <laughs> That's what she'd say. It's oh. an ode to the fire spirits. There you go. Yeah, I, I absolutely love Top Hat. Um, I think it's because he, he speaks so eloquently as well. So mm-hmm. he's, he's just chilling and he yes. looks fantastic and he can change in a, like, in a snap. I, I yeah. love it. And that's he's what I mean by he is just the perfect, you know, like he's so perfectly played. And and you see that, you know, even his own tribe instantly steps back, is cautious whenever he's near. Right. Just another little indicator of just how crazy he is. And how powerful. Unpredictable. and Yeah, I love that because we see him like just hitting them at random points. Like, <laughs> oh, so yes. Oh, my gosh. It was the best. <laughs> like, what makes these people stay with him? Fear of being set on fire. <laughs> and, oh, okay, yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, you want to, okay, go ahead and walk fair. away. And then he sets you on fire from behind. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. Oh, that just makes me wish we had more of him, but. Yeah, I think if we speak about characters that it was a waste not using them as often, I think Top Hat is one of the best. Oh, yeah, in I that, you know, number one for sure. You know, and of course for me, you know, Zoot's a close second, but Top mm-hmm. Hat is at the top of that list. Like they could have done so much more for him and with him. I heard though that he wasn't supposed to be introduced yet. That Tribe Circus wasn't supposed to be introduced yet, and it happened early. So I don't know how you know true that is but would make a little bit of sense oh i didn't know that yeah okay we, we have to talk about um the morats's plan to defend them all because <laughs> um <laughs> fearing an attack from tribe circus the group set up cameras and alarms rig up booby traps and hide the younger children and animals in the cage the, guys do you think this was a good idea ah i mean i don't know I, I'm so annoyed with the kids this episode. <sighs> they tried so hard. But it's like, just do what you're told. <laughs> uh, it's an awful idea. I mean, I get putting the animals in a cage because, well, if Porky runs around... They probably should have made it easier to get out of. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, easier to for, for them to escape out of it need be, but harder for people to find. It just... It was just... It didn't work. <laughs> And why not barricade Patsy and Chloe in with Trudy? I don't understand. Probably because they didn't want to be away from the the animals. Who knows? Yeah, because they didn't even get a choice in that. They just got told, you're staying with the animals. 
Which, I mean, probably you know, to keep the animals calm and, like, I don't know. It was, it's, bah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't defend it. It's an awful idea. It's one of many awful ideas that they have for this, for this fight that's going to take place. I always I've... wondered what went through Bray's mind with this. Yeah, me because too. Because he knows who Top Hat is. He knows Stripe Circus. He knows what a bunch of loonies they are. So to he be honest, must... they should have left. Yeah, but I mean... Yeah, this is the writer's thing, because they <laughs> didn't want to leave them all. So I know. With pillows and... Yeah, <laughs> I, and I get that. Pillows. Come on. <laughs> this This is... If Bray knows what a maniac Top Hat is, who likes to set things on fire, then you don't lock up little children in a cage, in a lift, with no way to escape on their own. That's what I mean. Like, locking, point, uh, hiding yeah. them away is one thing, but making it hard for them, you know, impossible for them to get out was an entirely different thing. Like, you can hide someone well without locking them up. Yeah, that's a fair point. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, Trudy and Brady were hidden throughout, like, how long do you think it took for that clown to find? I mean, I mean, come on, if you see a bedroom with <sighs> beds standing straight up. Don't they have a basement? They do. Okay. Like, I, I don't, there was many places in this mall where people could have been hidden. Mm -hmm. And they chose some place that would trap them. Was that's obvious. Yeah, that's the issue. I mean, realistically, they should have just left, abandoned them all. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, uh, tribe circles would come in. Found nothing and, and left. then left. Like, right, that's what I'm in. saying. That's why they should have left. They could have uh, come back and rebuilt. Yeah, I, I would say go total. What's that movie with um, Denzel Washington? Like, the, no. like it was like the supermarket is like abandoned and people go in there anyway. But he's still there and he like takes them all out. They should have just did that. <laughs> Act like there was no one there, and then just start sneaking up on people. Guerrilla warfare. Exactly. But they. Uh, I just feel like Bray has more common sense than what he showed. Yeah. Like, he definitely yeah. should have been like, we need to get the children and the women, you know, like Trudy, Celine, Sandra, out of the mall, somewhere safe, you know, and they didn't. They just throw them, okay, pillows, rug, here we go, you know. But I mean, they could have even gone to the roof. I know, that's exactly, the roof, the basement, somewhere, you know, where. They would have, yeah, they would have been out of sight there, you know. Yeah. That's just um, choices, I guess. Choices. <laughs> and in, in making choices, I still think that, well, in, in making those booby traps, these kids have watched not enough Home Alone. This moment in the episode also proves my point on how useless uh, Bob is. <laughs> I mean, like, what, wait, what, like, what is Bob? Like, what's his role? Is he a, a guard dog? A watchdog. What do you mean, what is his role? He is the good doggo of the tribe. That is all that he needs to do. He's an emotional support dog. He can't even do that. <laughs> what do you well, They locked him in a cage. He needed the emotional support. What did you want him to do? Yeah, he was locked yeah, up. He needed the emotional support. Come on. I mean... From Corky? <laughs> Bob tried to stay quiet. He, did, he tried to be a good boy. Come on. It was Porky that wouldn't shut up. Mm-hmm. He was Porky just kept screaming, Here, I'm bacon. Bacon basically, yes. Yes. Bob's just like, Why am I trapped in here with the chickens and the pig? Where is his people at? And he was scared. Mm -hmm. Or he was probably just thinking out loud, like, this is a horrible idea. 
<laughs> he might have been. Are you guys dumb? Asking the important questions. Uh, and I should have had Chloe and Patsy out there fighting, fighting along with them. But they, mm. Oh. Mm. I mean, we we've seen before. Mm. Chloe can handle herself, and I'm pretty sure Patsy. Yeah, but well. these older kids are still looking at these children as, as children that they need to protect. Yeah, and, and that's away. and that's where their was, downfall will be. You never underestimate is it people. Is it though? Is never it never underestimate people? I mean, this is a crazy tribe of tribe circus free. I, mean, I would have hid them too. Yeah. Absolutely. I wouldn't I, have had them kids down there. No way. Nope. I would have just had them with Trudy and the baby. Yeah. I'd have been like, you guys can protect Trudy and the baby. We had to because we outnumber them. Don't send them into battle against Top Hat. No. <laughs> we outnumber all of them. No. He will set them on fire. Yeah, yeah, and they are bigger and stronger and crazier. Right they're bigger and stronger. We outnumber and this is the thing. them. It's, not, it's the crazy. It's the crazy you have to worry about. Because these people legitimately do not care. They have nothing to live for other than eating, partying, and fighting. It's what Top Hat says at one point, you know? like You can outnumber they crazy. Don't care. They get hurt, whatever. They're still going to get up and go, you know? There's a child in front of you? Oh, well, let me knock you out. Like, they don't care. Yeah, this is a tribe of circus freaks, you know? I would not have had Trudy and, and Patsy down there. No way. No way. Maybe that's just because well, I don't like Patsy. Trudy. Whatever. Well, maybe I mean, Trudy. Chloe. Trudy, maybe. <laughs> Dude, I'd have let Trudy go. Absolutely. Give her a frying pan. She's yeah. got this. Like, <laughs> plastic knife, no problem. <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing. If Because... KC is practically the same age as Chloe and Patsy. Okay. Would you would have to fight? No. I didn't want... I was like, KC, you need to go somewhere. <laughs> like, you were going to get hurt. He's a child as well. However, however, can I say this? This is probably the way that they were looking at things. He's a boy. Mm-hmm. He's a boy. They are girls. He's a boy and he's street smart. He knows how to protect smart, yeah. himself. That, and he's the one that led them there. Of course, he should do something. But even then... I, I was. I would personally feel more comfortable fighting alongside with Chloe or Patsy rather than Casey or Dale. See, I was nervous about having Jack anywhere <laughs> yeah. near. Yeah, fight, Jack okay? too. Like he, he ranks up there with 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 Chloe and Patsy for me. So. No, no, no. Clo- Chloe is better at self defense than Jack is. One hundred percent. Yeah, but True. you know, Dale, we know the. The boy can swing a baseball bat. Del, Del's got it. He's got it. Okay, he did well. He's practical. Until he he did well until he no longer did well. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Um. Yeah. I think advocating for child fighters. <laughs> <laughs> it just went because goes against the theme of the shows. But uh, <laughs> hey, at least no one suggested Brady should should fight. Uh, but they could have slung dirty nappies at people. <laughs> That's effective. They explode. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's fight with what you got. Right. They have a baby, so they have dirty nappies. And that's hard to clean up. Missed opportunity. <laughs> Missed opportunity indeed. Next. Nice of you to drop by. Missed me, have you? Have you forgotten who I am? Queen of the Locos. Supreme ruler of this palace of the city. Yeah. Nice pool. You may drown in it later. Look, Ebony, let's not get nasty. Remember the good times? The fun you had at my expense? What do you want, Lex? You're wasting my time. 
let's talk about um, Lex's deal with Ebony. Because realising that the Morats are in danger, he goes to the Locos and pleads with Ebony for help. Yeah, Capano, did you think that was so surprising that Lex went to Ebony? Or do you think it just shows how desperate he is to save the Morats? It was desperate and it was smart. Yeah, like I think it was both. I think he knew if anybody was going to be able to help with Tribe Circus, it was going to be the Locos. Yeah, because people are afraid of Tribe Circus, but what's more scary? What's scarier than that? Yeah. Locos are scarier. Yep. Or at least they're a match. And he knew that they had, that he had, they had, Malrats had something that they could offer Ebony. He, he so, knew, but I mean, it was a smart move to try and mm -hmm. use Bray for this. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, either Bray or the antidote, you know, the Malrats had something. That was very smart for Lex to do what he did. And it showed at that point, I think, how much he did care for the Malrats. Mm -hmm. And how much he did consider them family. Because he knew how dangerous it would be to go to Ebony in the state that he was in. I'm actually pretty proud of him for that. And I'm a little annoyed that people, you know, held it against him. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a smart play by, um, by Lex. Because, I mean, thinking of every other tribe that's, like existed as of that episode i don't think any of the leaders would have been forthcoming to talking talking to lex right. about his problems nobody knew the well they knew the mall rats existed but you know not as much no one cared and no one knew where they were living yeah and they weren't important enough to help and they have a history with Ebony. And yeah. Lex, you know, and then not just does Lex have a small history with Ebony, but he knows that Bray does as well. He knows Bray has that history. He knows that, you know, who, who Zoot was. and Exactly. Yep. That was his brother. And yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, and he can at least, he has some hope that that still holds some credit with Ebony. Mm -hmm. Besides... Ebony stuck up for Bray in the past. Mm -hmm. He made his way home, even though she followed him. But yeah. <laughs> she made sure he made his way home without too many scratches on him. Right. So she must care. And Lex does have this good view of how women see Bray. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I think it was a very smart move of him to go to Ebony. Desperate, but smart. Yeah, very much. Mm -hmm. I agree. We also haven't seen Ebony since the tribal gathering. Um, did it surprise you at all to hear that she almost lost the Locos due to the events there? Not really. She, what, the Locos are supposed to be the you know ones controlling the gathering, if you will, and they allowed chaos to ensue. You know, people probably questioned how well she was at leading mm -hmm. and how well the Locos were at what they did, you know, or what they what they are. How strong are they really? If they allowed this these nobodies to get the upper hand you know and to to start this this riot if you will understandable how the city would be like wait a second <laughs> and i think there were probably some locos who used that moment in time to their advantage yeah to try to seize power or you know whatever it may be yeah yeah i agree not much of a surprise i did find it interesting that we do keep seeing the same locos with her from the beginning Oh, they must be her personal yeah. guards, you know. It's her king's guards, or her queen's guard. <laughs> her Praetorians. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, and amongst these people, we see people who later do become the yeah. higher guards for 
uh, The Guardian. I know. Like, I, I was laughing a little bit when we first saw... Uh, Oh, uh, Luke. With the guards. Luke. No, the guards at, <laughs> at, at at the gambling den. And I'm like, oh, oh it's yeah. Spike. I go, wait, it's not Spike mm-hmm. yet, but it's going to be Spike. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I like looking at the guards at the, the hotel and I'm like, hmm, is Spike there? Is he playing two people right now? Like, what's happening, you know? Well, she has her hand in everything, so you never know. Mm-hmm. It's all right. I still get a kick out of Mega dressing Lex in season two. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting question that doesn't completely get answered. Like, when, when do you think like the kind of main chosen were forged? Like, was it immediately after Zoot's death was known, or do you think it was the like the tribal gathering? I think it might have been around the tribal gathering because there were a lot of locos there. And let's not forget, Jaffa does have a history um, with Zoot. Went to right. Saint- yeah, You know, th- they go back. To- he was in the same class as Martin and Trudy were. Um, so, yeah, break causing crap on during the gathering might have been that one tiny thing that made him realize, wait, we can do something else. Yeah, I mean, I, in- I feel like it happened after Zoot died. Like, I can see Jaffa being like, wait a second, he's gone. This is my mm-hmm. God, you know what I mean? And then yeah. immediate, almost immediately deflecting because he's not going to follow Ebony. Oh, he wasn't going to follow Ebony, but I think he did you know. keep a close eye on her and managed to just sneak off followers of her. Maybe. You know, he, he is the guy. I, I just feel like it makes more sense for him to have deflected as soon as Zoot died, mm-hmm. you know, like for him to to decide, no, I'm, I don't want to be a loco anymore. This is what we're going to do. And and create whatever you know the chosen is and mm-hmm. like that's uh, just my opinion though <laughs> like it just makes more sense to me that zoo would die and then he'd be like okay and go crazy you know mm-hmm. yeah because ebony called herself high priestess mm-hmm. and yeah he would have liked that no <laughs> no no oh no he would have gone crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> but i i think him already having been there, you know, would have made it easier for people to leave Ebony's side after the gathering. Unless, unless he took people with him and then after, you know, after the gathering, other people deflected. Yeah, I, I think they did. I mean, yeah, clearly they have less numbers now. They, you know? they had a place to go. They could go to him. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't have his trusted general yet, but... <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That's Someday okay. Luke will join him. It it does, you know, tie in everything for me, though, that we get to see moments of Luke as a loco. Yeah, I like the, the continuity with that. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to use, you know, actors as, as, as extras and then eventually give them a role, like with Mega, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you see him as, you know, a guard at Tribe Circus, and then you see him as something else in season two, which just blows my mind. And then all of a sudden he is what he is. And it's like, well, you could have, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't sit right with me to make such a big character later on, but to use him for such a small role for nothing in the beginning. Whereas Luke, you know, he is something bigger in season three or, you know, season two and in the show. He has a backstory. Show, you know, yes. Yes. His backstory makes sense. Mm. Even Sammy's, you know what I mean? He was an extra, you know, off in the crowd. Where it's still plausible, you know, yeah. that was Sammy. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, he was. 
Yeah, like it's still absolutely 100%, you know, plausible if this was just some random kid on the streets and then Mouse happens upon him and here we are, you know? Like, but with other characters, it just doesn't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I was, I was going to mention Jara and Siva, but we'll leave that for, for <laughs> Remember, we, season True. one. <laughs> I hated how that was pl- plowed back yes. into the. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. We'll get to that. <laughs> I brought you something, a token, in case, well, you know. The peace symbol. From when I thought I could change the world, before it changed forever without telling me first. What are they? Well, that's my front door, back door, and padlock to my first bike. The keys to my heart. I haven't got anything for you. I'm gonna wait. This ring, my dad gave it to me. So that leads us to our final thoughts of the episode. So if Tribe Circus's attack imminent, Bray and Amber exchange love tokens in preparation for the worst. Um, panel, yeah, what did you think of this scene? <sighs> knowing what i know in the future it it's hard for me i love it it's cute it's adorable good for them as teenagers this is absolutely what they should be doing you know but oh it's hard it's one of those rare moments where i like them together as i'm saying it was absolutely adorable you know cuter than the the scene where they first kiss with the eyelash on mm-hmm. the, on the lip right <laughs> adorable yeah, yeah. Oh. <sighs> This, yeah. this was very romantic and I like the scene but I don't know <laughs> to me in my opinion Amber was or, or excuse me Bray was always supposed to be with Ebony at least to me there's more chemistry there chemistry may exist but there's no way no way <laughs> that Bray could have ever allowed himself to actually love somebody with the moral character that Ebony has Bray has that standards character. yes but that's why Amber doesn't have standards <laughs> uh, Amber is a much better match like Bray would have never agreed with half of the stuff that Ebony did but however maybe he could have stopped her from acting the way that she acted mm-hmm. okay I'm still I'm still reading the books but if he finds out that you're like oh he, she, she's with Jay now but how did she get with Jay if he finds <sighs> that out there's no difference <sighs> yeah there is Ebony's done a lot of crappy things she's mm-hmm. done a lot of crappy things but you can no, she has done a lot of <laughs> Thing. She ruined lives. Mm-hmm. I understand that, but you like, can. There's some you, things you cannot come back from, and there are some things that Bray would never be able to do her for. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Everything that Ebony has done, you can understand why she's. Why oh she's no! Better. Don't get me wrong. I love Ebony. She is absolutely my favorite female character in the show by far. Okay, but that's the opposite I, of Amber. We don't Ebony, know how what Amber thinks. Ebony <laughs> why and she Bray. Does. Mm, never would have been okay long term. Amber would have oh, never Ebony and Lex. gone as far. No, I'm not buying uh, that. Give me Ebony and Lex any day. I'm not buying that either. <laughs> the moment Bray lost the beginning moments of childhood with his child, 
thanks to Ebony, exactly. that was never going to be a reconciliation. Exactly. After. Nope. Never. Never, like, ever. She, like, there was no she way. She robbed him of that moment. And Absolutely, she could did. never get back. Mm-mm. And she robbed him of how long with Amber? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's <laughs> no way. Like, no um, I absolutely agree. They had better chemistry, but oh yeah, no, they had great chemistry. That, that's you can't build some just on chemistry. <laughs> no. I mean, come on, this is Ebony we're talking about—the person <laughs> who kidnapped his niece and put them all through hell. Yeah, by doing that, uh, <sighs> it was hauling out back then. But she has grown into a way better person, as Amber has grown into a much worse <laughs> human being. <laughs> So take um she she had a little taste of that Trudy and Bray thing and now she went in for the whole cake with the J. Uh, and it's just it's awful. Let's not just blame Amber for the J and yes, Amber. Please, no. Let's also also blame, blame, yes, we do. Let's also blame the man in the situation who was with Jay, him yeah, exactly. and Jay was around. Jay was manipulated. Let's, he was manipulated. No, 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 no. no. No, no, no. Jay went around every single girl. Uh uh-uh. uh. Jay knew. He was going through so much stress. Jay, <laughs> Jay wanted Trudy, Amber. Jay should have never went for Trudy because he always wanted to be with Amber. So it's Jay's fault. Yes. Plus, Jay, Jay was at a very low point in his I life. I do not. You don't, no, you don't no, no, play no, no, with no, no, people's no. hearts. You don't do that. Look, no. at what Jay, look at what he. Look at what Jay did to Ebony. Ebony and Jay were so much better. We're so much better yeah. together, okay? Like, I yeah. loved Ebony and Jay together. Loved them. He made mm-hmm. her a better uh, person. He made her a better person. He did. No. But as, soon as, thought, as soon as she thought that he was messing around with Amber, she was like, nope, I gotta guard my heart. And he, she backed off and she ended things. Yep. No. no. She no, went, not, she went not, not doing that again. That one always wins. Not doing that. Mm-hmm. Next thing you're going to tell me is that Ram and, and Java were a good couple. Ram and Java were adorable. Shut your mouth. How dare you? That was disgusting. That Ram deserved no love. Ram deserved to be loved. Yeah. And Java's twisted soul needed. Exactly. So they were perfect for each other. Ugh. They were both evil human beings and they just suited one another. I mean, the only one I could think of other than Java to be with Ram would have been Maz. Right. I could see Maz and Ram together. <laughs> he could pull off those outfits as well. I can't even fathom that. <laughs> Maz and Ram? I can, simply because Maz would definitely put Ram in his place. She'd have him walking, mm-hmm. on, walking on his knees to her, okay? Like, that's what he needs. He needs a strong woman that's going to be like, Nah, uh <laughs> you are not going to do this today, sir. I feel like Maz and Bray. That was definitely <sighs> a little something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that ju- to me right now, that just feels dirty. But, <laughs> yep. Um. So maybe. Colin, basically, anyone but Amber. Mm-hmm. No, 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 dude. I, mean, I am all for Trudy and Bray. All mm-hmm. for Trudy and Bray. I am all in on you. Better Trudy, be. Man. Yeah, Trudy Absolutely. and Bray is fine. <laughs> I am all for that. Trudy and Bray is fine. <laughs> I'd even take Tyson and Bray. For a, like a couple one night stands, I'd be good with that. <laughs> okay, forget forget all the future things that are going to happen. <laughs> right? Just this moment in time, Carlin. Do you like this scene? Them? Forget uh, what's yes. happening in the future. I thought it was very romantic, and it kind of 
I don't know, the way the show has been written, a lot of characters have died off. I thought something really big was going to happen in this battle at Tribe Circus. Like, someone's going to die. Mm. Yeah. That's the Set vibe I got it. from it. Set up and I thought it, it was Amber. Uh, yeah, I mean, or Bray. It could have been either. Out of the it two, it would have been, been one of... Or Bob. <laughs> Dude, yeah, the way that they kept showing Bob, I'm like, oh my god, no! <laughs> I thought they were going to eat Porky. Oh, uh, well, no. if, Tribe, if Tribe Circus would have found Porky and the chickens, they would have been eaten, so good thing they were hidden where they were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or they'd been omelets and bacon. But, yeah, if I think about this specific moment in time for Bray and Amber, they're cute. It's this little innocent moment where they say something about their past, talking about a future... With a please remember me no matter what happens. You know, it's adorable. It gets overused later, but at this moment in time, it's adorable. Yep, and it's a moment just for them, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't think they get as many of those as they should be given. Yes. Mm. So that brings episode 45 to a close. Thank you very much to the panel, and we'll see you next time for episode 46. So until then... Bye. 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 Goodbye.